Hi everyone, it's Olga Zar from SEO Sly. Welcome to SEO Podcast by SEO Sly. Today I have Doug Cunnington with me and we'll be talking, chatting about ChatGPT. Doug, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat about ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah. That's always a pleasure to have you on. And if there is someone who doesn't know you, can you briefly introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. I'm Doug Cunnington and I have a blog, a podcast and a YouTube channel about affiliate marketing and SEO and a couple other topics thrown in there as well. I've been doing this for 10 years at this point. Pretty crazy. And my previous job was as a management consultant, a worker bee type person for about 10 years before that. And there was a little bit of overlap, but generally I've been doing this kind of thing for a little while. And over the last couple of years, I developed an interest in personal finance and financial independence. So I also have a podcast called Mile High Fi, where I talk about finances and it's really a happiness podcast disguised as the financial independence one. So. Yeah, I am listening to this podcast as well. And I recommend both actually. And I think it might be a good idea to one day also have a chat about this, this movement and this happiness, because this is also an, I think an interesting topic that I am also interested in. So talking about ChatGPT, I thought probably just like you, I've been playing with it a lot in recent weeks, the recent months. And today, as we are recording, the newest version of ChatGPT was released. And now it's powered GPT-4, which means that it, it should be even better, even more accurate. And the only thing I did with it, with this newest version today, was to ask it to produce a number of questions I can ask you because I know you've been exploring this topic a lot and I know that you know a lot about about ChatGPT AI tools because and I think yeah let's try what you will have to say about those things All right. are you ready yeah I was gonna say can I use ChatGPT for the answers too <laughs> yeah yeah sure and we will cut this out and uh, the moment when you are typing and that, that would be interesting, I think. Maybe let's get started with my own question before I ask you the ChatGPT one. What are your, how do you use ChatGPT right now or other AI tools? How is it helping you with your current SEO, current, maybe not SEO, current job? Sure. Currently, right now, I am not using other tools other than ChatGPT. So I, I was using Jasper to test it out maybe for the last six months and it slowly got a little bit better, but it was still lacking. And you mentioned before that I have been you know, talking about and publishing videos using ChatGPT. And part of the reason is it's just, it's so much better with the iteration over the last couple of years. It is actually doing a good job helping me do certain things. So in our industry, I think like the initial attempt that most people would go for is just to get content written. Hey, can yeah. you write a blog post? And I never, I don't think that's going to be like a long-term solution for content. I don't think you're going to get really great content, but maybe it's much better. I haven't played with ChatGPT 
GPT and GPT-4 specifically as much. So let's say it's, it has really good content. If everyone is publishing like the same yeah. kind of quality and the barrier to entry is very low, there will have to be some other differentiator. So it'll be quality or more backlinks or something, right? Mm -hmm. So that said, I haven't been super interested in using the tools for just producing content. So what I have been doing is getting assistance from ChatGPT for like idea generation, even keywords potentially, but even more because I spent a lot of time creating content and podcast, I'm getting detailed outlines. I'm doing research with the tool versus trying to get the tool to write the narrative or something like that. I'm just getting like outlines and information. Now, on the other side, I'm also getting summaries too. So quick example, I recorded a YouTube video. It was based on some bullet points, no script. I just talked about the bullet points. It was my own words. I grabbed the transcript from YouTube, put it into ChatGPT and asked for a blog post, an outline based on the transcript. So mm -hmm. I ended up getting a few hundred words for a blog post. It was in my own voice because it was my own words that yeah. it was based on. So it's stuff like that. Things that maybe I didn't think of initially, but now I'm like, oh, I wonder if it can do it. Yeah, yeah. And do you still, because I think you have your own writers, right? So do you, have you asked them to write with ChatGPT or did you give them some training? Because in my case, I, for example, have a writer who doesn't want to use ChatGPT yet. So she's basically doing it on her own. But the other one, I'm encouraging to, to start working with ChatGPT because it will make her so much efficient. How right. is it with you? Same deal. One writer was less interested in experimenting and using it. And then another was running with it. And I think from a, the writing standpoint, they want to make sure that they're adding value. And if my writers knew the riskiness of publishing something where maybe 10 other, I'm just making it up, but maybe 10 other blogs are trying to get the same content with roughly the same prompt and they don't want it to be too derivative or too similar. So they're very, they're often nervous. But when we're just talking about ways to use it that are not related to directly writing the content, maybe a great use case is like the writer writes the content and then they put it into ChatGPT and ask if there's any gaps. Are there uh -huh. any logical flaws? Can I improve this con content based on adding more information where you're not relying on ChatGPT to write it for you? You're looking for like logical issues in the narrative, which I think is that's a great way. Hey, poke yeah. holes in my content so I can make it better. Yeah, totally. It's totally the same with me because I'm not a na native English speaker and sometimes I write something and it sounds clumsy or something like that. And when I put it into ChatGPT and ask it to ask it to make it sound as if it was written by a native English speaker, usually the output is very nice. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, and I think it, it's those iterations that you can get ChatGPT to do for you, it's really helpful. So we talked about content, but you could do it with 
YouTube titles or the title of the blog post where maybe you have a decent one. Maybe it's not very creative, but it tells you what's in there. It's the simplest title that you can come up with. But then you could ask ChatGPT to come up with like several other ideas. By default, I mean, it's like having a collaborator and you could end up with just better ideas based on your initial seed of an idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when I ask it to list something like the questions for you, I always ask for give me at least 50 or 25 so that I have something <laughs> to choose from. <laughs> right. And chat and GPT, I think the change is that it has been also trained on, I hope I'm not wrong, it, it has also been trained on videos, music, like different types. And it is, if I understand correctly, able to summarize for example a video it will be able to summarize a video or to create something based of a video or create music stuff like that that do you think that this change that this will definitely be something that that will change the landscape the way we are maybe afraid of is going to change or it will be just a tool i don't know i don't know i it's so new right now like the, again, the time that we're recording this has only been out like 24 hours. So yeah. I think there there is a possibility that it's like, this is a big jump forward. There's also probably a 50-50 chance, like it's an incremental gain. I think yeah. ChatGPT was a really big jump forward, but I think there could be use cases in certain areas where you know, like the video example or like being able to process images in a certain way that can save huge amounts of time for certain industries or create new opportunities. And that's one thing that some people are really scared. I, in fact, one of my friends, he freaked out like a couple of weeks ago and he put all of his sites up for sale. Oh, everything. And he was like, I think everything's going to fall apart in weeks, like two or three months. Like he's completely panicked. And I, I don't really see that happening. Things change slowly, typically. Yeah. Not always, but usually they change slowly. And then from where I sit, I'm thinking, sure, the business model may change, but like we're sitting here with all this experience, people like you and I, Olga, we, we have this knowledge and now there's a shakeup. Things are changing. Like that means there's big opportunities not like time to go panic and put your head in the sand like now's the time to look for opportunities in my opinion yeah yeah that's exactly what i think and it is time for us to if this tool and tools like that are going to be like the future i think our job now is to simply master those tools and become their experts in using them to our advantage and i think we should be like in a quick example right like you do or at least at one point you're doing like seo audits right so let's say you could just pull a bunch of reports on a specific site, feed it into ChatGPT based on the criteria, not ChatGPT, but GPT-4, whatever criteria you would evaluate anyway. And then it does all that in the background. Like you don't have to do nearly as much heavy lifting yeah. or like assessment on your own. You just train oh. it to do what you need it to do. This is more or less what those crawling tools are already doing. They are like showing us lists of mistakes and usually there you can generate an audit within three seconds with some tools and have an audit that has 100 pages. 
but this always requires us to proofread and there is always 80% of things that are not necessarily correct like just like it is now with text generated by ChatGPT. It sounds so convincing, it sounds so true, but there is always something wrong, wrong with, it, with it. I've been using it to help me, to assist me with writing blogs, blog posts for my own blog for SEO slide. And I always asked, and I asked it, for example, about some, uh, something about XML sitemaps, robots text. And there was always some factual error in pre pretty much every everything ChatGPT created. And I always had to make th those changes. But still, I think like the overall effect is that I can create a long post within an hour, two hours, instead of sometimes two days. Sometimes right. even five days, it took me to create one, long, one, longer, one longer post. So would you be able to provide it like with an outline and just the facts that you wanted to be included and then it won't make those mistakes i think even with my outline it still made those mistakes when describing and when describing those concepts in more detail without outline there was like a lot of when i asked it to create an outline then there was too much fluff something that i wouldn't create definition of what is a sitemap why sitemaps are important, way more of such things. In this specific example, I think it was just enough to put a few sentences instead of writing the entire essay around, about things around the topic, actually. Gotcha, so okay. When it comes to fluff, ChatGPT is quite, quite good at, I would yeah. say. You could also tell it, like, this should be 100 words long or whatever. So you're, so you kind of... Yeah. You limit, you constrain yeah. it along the way and then, yeah, but you're still saving time either way. Right. Yeah, sure. But when I ask it about a longer piece, usually I noticed at least in the former version, the, the pieces it created weren't that long enough because at first I was trying to create entire articles with it for a different like test website. And it's, they were always way shorter than I asked it to create. But I put this actually a few test size with just ChatGPT content genera generated and we'll see how they, they are getting some impressions in GSC, but, but I'm not sure if it's going to really, it's yeah, something yeah. going to happen here. <laughs> cool. Okay. So maybe I will ask you one of the questions I have prepared together with ChatGPT. And I, 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 and I thought there was one interesting one about keyword research. Or maybe I will just, I cannot find it right now. Maybe I will just ask it from my head. So how do you use ChatGPT for keyword research? Because ChatGPT doesn't have like fresh keyword data and it very often makes up any numbers related to keywords or to any data it, it provides very often those are totally made up. So to be fair, I haven't done this on like a real site where I have any data or anything, but generally I've used it for just basic keyword ideas. So for example, yesterday, with the GPT-4 version of this, I asked for seed keywords 
related to cameras. And I said, here mm -hmm. are some similar keywords that I want you to come up with. So I put like point and shoot camera, mirrorless camera, DSLR. And then it gave me like 25 sort of high level in air quotes, like seed keywords. And for each one of those, I then went through, I only did this once, but like you could go through and ask for long tail keywords associated with each one of those. Off the bat, like you probably could end up with, what is that, a few hundred keywords. Mm -hmm. And we don't know any search volume data, but some of the very high level, like short tail keywords were probably not something I was going to write any content about, but you could take some of the longer tail, some of the mid tail keywords, put them into whatever keyword research tool that you want to use to get the search volume data. Now there's some people that don't care about search volume data and they yeah. say it's BS anyway. Yeah. So some people wouldn't care. They could just look at it and see best wildlife photography camera for beginners. Like I know that's a pretty good long tail keyword. It's very specific for wildlife and then it's targeted at beginners. So you have the search intent. It's a commercial type keyword. So that's a pretty decent one. So you pretty much can do that. I think for any niche where you ask for similar seed keywords and then more long tail keywords. So pretty straightforward. You can't get the search volume data, but you would you have to go somewhere else for that anyway. Okay, cool. Cool. I had a question in my mind and it just, and I just forgot this question, but I hope it will come back in just a second. But I have a question from the list. What are your thoughts on the impact of AI-generated content on human content creators? I think the human content creators will have to do a little better because I know <laughs> I, I was seeing some, especially with some of the agencies out there, oh my gosh, like they, I'm an affiliate for some of these companies, uh -huh. but they do a pretty bad job. Like they do a pretty bad job most of the time. Even if it's human written, mm -hmm. you end up with like different writers writing your content. Yeah, Their QA sucks. The editor is letting stuff go by. So you just see like low quality content. Almost all the agencies, some of them are good sometimes, but almost all the agencies yeah. are crappy. No one will say that because either they work for the agency or they're an affiliate, but I don't care that much. So yeah, the I have the same experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyone that is telling you different, they're, they either work for the agency or they're lying to you because they're an affiliate, but I won't <laughs> lie to you. So the AI content from ChatGPT is really good now. And I expect like the other tools that use GPT-4, those will improve also. So my big gripe with Jasper in the past was it was just like repetitive. It didn't make sense. You ended up the same sentence or yeah. paragraph written over again. Like that yeah, is yeah. so stupid. They should be able to figure that out. And that's one reason why, again, I'm a terrible affiliate. Jasper just failed at that. Like maybe it's uh -huh. a little better now, but why use a tool that costs like 10x more when you could just use like the original tool via open AI, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think human writers will have to do a better job. Okay, so that was like lower end writers. Higher mm -hmm. end writers, I think, will be able to use ChatGPT like how I described before. They can use the tools to improve their writing. They can save time on research. Even if 
chat GPT isn't right 100% of the time, it can still get you 80% of the way there. Maybe you have to do a little fact checking or tweak the outline, but that'll save you a lot of time. And then once you have a finish, finished piece, you can improve the content based on feedback, whether it's the structure of the content, the communication yeah. style, maybe it's a little long or maybe it's a little short, like you can get help in any one of those areas. Or you could look for the logical issues or just problems with how the content is presented so that it is more accurate or more logical. Yeah, sure. And I have my question now. Uh, have you played with Bing Chat? Just a little bit, not very much. I did sign up and I got the Edge browser and got a little early yeah. access. It was fine. At this point, it's been a few weeks, but I played with it for a few minutes. The big thing that made me just move on was it didn't retain the chatbot. Yeah. So if I trained a chatbot for being a content strategist expert for YouTube podcast and a blog, I would lose all that. But yeah, with yeah. ChatGPT, I could just go back to the chatbot that I've trained for a hundred prompts and just go straight back to it. And it knows everything in that chat before. So what did you think of the Bing chat? So I also was playing with it a bit, but I got the version which was already a bit limited because after what was happening with Bing chat, I think when it was the most interesting, I didn't still have access to it. But what I did with it, I was trying to, I was using this and this feature when it looks for, I asked it to look, for example, for, to look for the information about me and create some descriptions. And it is cool, but one thing is that it is quite, it's taking a lot of time to respond in many cases. So it, it keeps you waiting. And I'm thinking that it would be easier for me to just Google some things instead of wait for the chat to answer. And it's, and it kept closing the conversation after I don't know how many interactions. So I couldn't really get it to do anything special. So I just switched over to chat GPT. Gotcha. When, as you were talking about it, I remembered I actually did a little bit of research and the thing that I really liked was it, gave me an answer. I looked up like lucid dreaming, right? Some uh -huh. topic. So I looked that up and it actually gave you footnotes that you could go follow to do further research on the original source. So that was very helpful. And I think, you know, that specifically, if you were doing research, yeah. if you were trying to make sure the content was accurate, then you would want to go follow those links to go verify that it was correct. So yeah, that was good. yeah, sure. Because like at the first, I, I think the first time I was using ChatGPT and like just simply creating test articles, it also created references to each one. And I thought, wow, this is super, super cool. But then it turned out that all those references were made up. So then I followed those <laughs> links and they don't exist. So that's something you have to be careful. Really? That's yeah, funny. Or, or ask ChatGPT specifically to not to make references up because yeah, pretty, pretty much always they were made up or for example, nine out of 10 were made up. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And I'm wondering if, for example, with ChatGPT, this newest version, 
if I don't think it will be possible within the chat interface, if I could just upload my video and ask it to, for example, to, to optimize it, to remove some ums and stuff like that, and just give me the end result. Like this is more or less something what, for example, the script, the tool you recommended to me does, but if I could just do all the video editing within chat, interface or any other tool that's powered by GPT-4, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> that will, yeah, that would be good. And, you know, the thing with the, that tool Descript, and for the people don't know, that don't know, you can upload an audio or video file and it creates a transcript and then you're able to edit the transcript and that edits the video or audio. But because there's a transcript there, you can basically remove all the filler words the tough part is sometimes the cutoff point is a little bit odd or it's a little bit off. So you end up truncating words or maybe the audio is yeah, yeah. funny because of that. And yeah, and one thing I noticed with that, it is very easy to spot that when you listen at a faster pace. So for example, I always listen at 1.5 and I think I was listening to one of your, one of your podcasts and in one, it was like very easy to hear just at the faster pace. At lower paces, it was okay. And it was, I think, just one episode that was like, maybe this person who he was interviewing was like doing a lot of that. So that's, yeah. Yep. And I think that's exactly right. I, a couple episodes, I actually just, I was like, I'll accept removing all of the filler words, but if there are hundreds, which often there are hundreds of instances, it does sound awkward. You can go and edit it and leave a few yeah. in and do this manually, but then you're spending like an hour and a half, yeah, like just more. removing that, which is, I don't want to do that. So I don't want the episode to sound terrible with all the filler words, but I also don't want it to sound terrible with what you're describing. Without. So, yeah. But it was okay. But I just, I just noticed that there is this thing and this is exactly what I thought that you probably remove the filler words yeah okay another yeah another question i remember what do you think how do you think we can use chat gpt for affiliate websites because you can teach chat gpt to for example to teach teach it to use your own tone of voice you can because i'm hearing people ask it to write in the first person ask it to imitate experience real experience with the product what are your thoughts on that so on top of some of the research that I just mentioned, yeah, you totally could feed in some of your already written content, tell ChatGPT to write in that style. So it should mostly adhere to your style and voice and everything that you are already established on your website. As far as mimicking experience, I think that is probably not a very that's not a ethical way to to go yeah. about this is like saying that you own a certain product and it performed a certain way which is not true so i think to make it more ethical what you could do is go to say amazon where there's a ton of reviews and tell chat gpt here are reviews yeah rephrase these reviews make it a cohesive narrative based on these 20 reviews and then you could even note, hey, the, these are the five-star reviews. These are the four-star. And you could actually have it 
write a narrative around that those reviews of real people's experiences. Yeah, that's a great tip. So it could be like pretty straightforward like that. I think just like in, in the days before AI, you could make the decision that you're going to make it sound like you own those products. Yeah, sure. You shouldn't have done that before and using the tools, you shouldn't do it. That's even lazier now. You're not even writing it. <laughs> you're yeah. saying, hey, yeah. make it up. Sure. I think there's probably a good route. The other thing you could do when I was playing around yesterday, I found these keywords around cameras and maybe you have a best of type post and you really can't rely on ChatGPT to suggest the cameras to put in that best of post okay. because the data could be old. You don't know where it's coming from. It could just be inaccurate. If you do it for something that's in the high tech space, there's probably going to be old specs in there or old models that you don't actually want. So what you could do is have an outline created for the main ideas of this best DSLR camera for wildlife, but you don't put the cameras in it yet. You don't let ChatGPT tell you what cameras to put mm -hmm. in there, but you go find them yourself. And maybe you go to the manufacturer's website and you grab the specs and the model name and when it was released. And then you could tell ChatGPT, okay, here are the five cameras we want to put in. Here's all the specs, write that. So then it may even be able to compare and contrast between the different models, but the data is coming from you, not from whatever yeah. the data set is. So I think that would be a good use case. Yeah, I think that would be like the best use case. And I noticed that recently you have started using YouTube Shorts and do you also use ChatGPT to create, generate ideas for YouTube Shorts or to maybe create like scripts or outlines for YouTube Shorts as well? No, not yet. That could be something that I look at, but currently right now, the YouTube shorts are the easiest thing I could do, which is the laziest thing I could do really. So they are interviews typically, and that I have my assistant chop them up into one minute or less clips. And we use Descript and just chop it up, whatever's okay. interesting. So that's it. Okay. So that's it. I thought because I was trying to record just like specifically YouTube shorts and it was such a problem for me. I kept stopping or something and I gave up and I'm thinking that maybe I will simply reuse something content I already have because if I want to like record, then <laughs> it won't happen. And to your point, I think the videos that are created as YouTube shorts will do better. And I'm just trying to publish a bunch of them to potentially get people to watch the longer interview. So we'll have a clip of mm -hmm. someone in the description of the short, it will link back to the full length video. So that remains to be seen if that'll be an effective way with our setups that we have that we're recording on right now, we can put it in vertical format yeah, and we can do a quick screen share. And to your point, if I use chat GPT for like ideas, and a script that would be pretty easy, pretty fast, straightforward. And instead of doing, we're going to end up recording this we're going to have a great interview. It's going to be like an hour of time commitment that we put in. But if we have 15 minutes to record like 10 shorts where the uh -huh. scripts are already done, like we could just yeah. do it really fast and there's minimal editing. You yeah. Yeah. Another great tip. 
Okay, I will ask you another question from ChatGPT. Okay, in your experience, what types of content does ChatGPT excel at creating? What types of content do you think are the best? If I know you, you mentioned that you are not necessarily creating content with ChatGPT, but this is the question ChatGPT sure. created. So <laughs> I think so i haven't tested this extensively i think listicles would probably do really mm -hmm. well because usually there's other listicles out there and it could mash those yeah. together and it would probably do a pretty good job with those listicles are pretty thin as far as real information mm -hmm. not always but typically so i think listicles would be great then otherwise i think leaning on the ideas that i mentioned before which are largely maybe get some content research and outline done by chat gpt and then feed it in as much of your own information as possible that will probably work well so i know it's not a content type but i think it's universal i don't think it matters that much it can apply for your website if you're doing like maybe you have to write a grant or something more specific where a specific format is required, it will probably do a pretty good job. Maybe a movie script, for example. Like, yeah. You probably can just lean on what ChatGPT has already and then feed it as much info that you can from your own brain or own research that you've done. Uh, yeah, sure. Great answer. So let's try another one. What are your thoughts on the potential for AI-generated content to be misused and manipulated? The potential is extremely high. <laughs> I think whenever people are looking for a shortcut, yeah. we're in the make money online space. SEO is adjacent to that, if not yeah. just interlocked <laughs> yeah. into it. Totally. So there are, there's good people and bad people and there's lazy people. And I think a lot of lazy people are going to look for a quick win. And the funny thing is, I think those quick wins will get extinguished even faster mm -hmm. than before because there's AI on the other side trying to prevent the, yeah. um, the lazy people from doing, like basically abusing the tools and stuff that we have in place. Yeah, sure. And talking about like Google and Google trying to fight this, I think Google either have, has to create something, some system that will be able to better the term EAT now, or maybe more value will be placed on links. But on the other hand, link, links are heavily overused already let me lay this out okay i, mean, I think you're right yeah it'll be linked we've talked like we always getting links back are to the basics yeah so let's say you go to youtube and you find a fantastic review for a specific best of product or whatever right you have this great youtuber who put together a script they presented it wonderfully you can go grab that transcript put it into chat GPT, ask for an outline, ask for a blog post based on it. That yeah. is a great way to get like original content, not based on other research. You fed in the transcript from the YouTube mm -hmm. who created it originally. So yeah. I don't know how can Google stay ahead of that? Yeah, um, that's, I think that may be, that still may be problematic at least. Because even now, Google has been fighting with spam for so many years. And still, 
it is not uncommon to see some spam or some hacked websites in, in, in Google's index. So still hasn't like totally solved this. So I think like surfacing the, the real good content and distinguishing it from like AI generated, not quality content may, yeah, may be difficult. But of course it remains to be seen. Who knows, Google is going to release BART, I think quite soon. This is going to be, I think, interesting. Yeah. Do you have any predictions regarding BART? Are you waiting for BART to come out? No, I'm usually a slow mover, so I know <laughs> that it, it's, I know it's there, <laughs> but I, I have no predictions. I think Google, they weren't going to release it, right? Their hand was forced from ChatGPT and like Bing and a couple other scenarios. So I don't have too many thoughts on it other than we'll see what happens. And I, I have a feeling there will be some queries, maybe like informational things that are easily verifiable. Mm -hmm. They're on say like Wikipedia, generally a consensus about what's true and not. And I think like maybe some of those terms, those typically are not going to have very many ads on them anyway. If you look up yeah. some historical thing, there's not going to be ads. There's no business driver behind someone putting their ad for a restaurant there. It doesn't make sense. Oh. So yeah. I think we'll see a lot of those queries like taken care of by Bard. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Bard. Bard, I think. So, and then things where like it's best DSLR camera for wildlife for beginners, like that's probably going to look pretty close to the same. Like a chatbot is not going to be able to answer that very well, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> or if it okay. tries to answer, I, I have yeah, yeah. a feeling like when we see the answer back and we go take a look and we see it's a model from like three years ago, like we're going to get fooled yeah. once and then we're not going to trust for certain types of queries. So I like, yeah, for me, if I was like, Hey, what's the best phone to get? And I see it's like a yeah, phone that's three years old. Like obviously yeah, that's right. not good information. Yeah, sure. And have you been using chat GPT for other, like more technical stuff things like generating schema or some code very minimal for one afternoon i was playing around with python trying to see just what i could do to make like direct api calls especially like to be able to send the api more data at once so i was like looking to package up like whatever, 10,000 words, put that into several different chunks so that I could feed mm -hmm. in a huge amount of data. So I figured out how to do that. But other than that was the most technical thing and I got it to work, but I quickly lost interest and moved on. Uh -huh. I, as a test, asked ChatGPT to create a disavow file for Google. Uh, and, I, and I fed it with, I think, a few domains and a few specific URLs I want to include in that file. And uh, the output was totally incorrect. I upload this to, to GSC, it would, this file wouldn't be accepted because it wasn't like valid. So interesting. Now that, uh, that's a simple file too. Yeah. <laughs> this is a simple file. But Maybe my is... prompt was like not formatted correctly because. Oh, there you I go. don't know. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think it could be trained to do that pretty well. 
because that's a mechanical thing and that's a simple file. So I think it could do it. It's just a matter of getting it trained to do that specific thing. Yeah, yeah, because maybe I, I was a bit too conversational with it instead of like simply like giving it directives to <laughs> to follow. Right. Yeah, I think, did you feed in a sample file? You're like, here's what no. the file... No. Okay. And I so think it, that might be the case. Okay. I think that's where, that's a really cool thing. Like I found, there's prompts all over everywhere, YouTube, websites. Yeah. So I found a prompt generator and the prompt generator was based on feeding. Here's a prompt. Here's the title. Here's another prompt. Here's the title of that. Now, whenever I feed you a title, give me a prompt similar to that. I think you could just reverse engineer it. So I think it can learn if you feed it the information and you could probably get yeah. several different disavow files, explain like what it does. Maybe you could even feed in the documentation from Google, from the webmaster, whatever, and say, here's how you create a, a file. Do you understand? And then train it from there. Do you ask Chad if it, he understands? I do. I never would trust it. Yeah, yeah. But I say, you, like, you understand. Do you ask, do you use please and thank you? <laughs> no, I used to, but now I just, I'm like, I don't ask anymore. I'm just like, provide, blah, do this. So yeah, at first I was like, oh, thank you. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. But then I stopped and I don't think, or maybe it does influence the output. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Talking about limitations, uh, this is the last question I have from ChatGPT. Can you discuss any limitations that of ChatGPT that you have encountered in your work with it? I can't think of any specific big limitations that I've run into. I have... I understand the constraints, so I've usually stayed well within them. So one is the data set that it's working with. So I understand that the time, like the time frame and the cutoff date is X date or whatever it is. I'm not going to be able September to get September 2021. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't expect anything recent to be in there. And I mentioned a couple of times, I like to feed in my own information, or if I get an outline already, then I'll sprinkle in and edit it and then say, hey, write it considering the things that I've changed. But yeah, I haven't run into many limitations. And to be fair, my expectations were so low because I was coming from all the tools that we had up until the, you know, the point in December when ChatGPT was released. And those were bad. So like just the fact that chat gpt doesn't repeat itself and yeah. the grammar is really good like i don't think i've seen one yeah. a grammar mistake or anything that didn't make sense in there so have you run in, into any no, limitations i don't i don't think so. the only limitation is that it, it keeps making things up and i have to keep reminding it not to make things up at least in my case the only limitation gotcha <laughs> and one thing that i want to try in GPT-4 is supposed to be more advanced and supposed to do a better job with some complex instructions. I haven't played with it yet, but one thing I want to try 
This is the thing that I've cited so many times where the AI is not going to be able to do this. I want to try it now. So I gave an example earlier in another podcast that I recorded Uh where I was like, what if I said, hey, I want to write, I want to get an outline for comparing the four-hour work week and deep work. These are Uh different books. It's Kyle Newport, Tim Ferriss. They cover different topics, but there are some overlap. There's some similarities. So I wonder... These books have been out for a while also, so it should be in the data set. So can we get similarities, comparisons, pros, cons, like differences of these two books based on similar threads that run in between them? That would be interesting. That would be like synthesizing like new ideas. And that's the thing I was like, I don't think the AI can do that. Jasper definitely couldn't do anything like that, but maybe chat GPT. And then when we talk about that, then maybe... I can listen to a podcast, grab the show notes, and I'm like, I just listened to a new interview with Tim Ferriss about the four-hour work week 15 years later, and then throw that in there. And then, okay, compare some ideas and what Tim has learned and blah, blah, blah. So at that point, I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. You could throw in like different kinds of information. You could throw in the idea of synthesizing ideas, connecting these different threads that weren't connected before. Yeah, yeah, that's a super interesting potential case, yeah. Is it your dog? Yeah, Georgie, she's, I'm ready for my walk. Yeah, she she got up from a nap. And so is my dog. So (laughs) I think it's time to wrap up. Any final thoughts on AI, chat GPT? Thanks for having me on. I think it's exciting. I was a naysayer for two years or so. The I've lost a pretty good amount of money by not promoting some of the tools as an affiliate. Going back to the beginning of our conversation, I'm a bad affiliate because I don't care that much. I try to tell the truth instead of promoting uh-huh. the products. But I was a naysayer and I was like, these tools suck. And they did suck. <laughs> now that we have new information. I'm not afraid to flip-flop. We have learned more, the tools are different. And now I get it. And I'm like finding all these cool use cases. I'm saving time. I'm basically getting excited about creating YouTube videos. Like you said, I've been publishing more because people are like stuck in the old ways that we were doing it. Okay, how can I write a blog post with this versus, okay, let's get like 20 outlines written. Let's create a content brief. Maybe you still get it to your writers, but then you use ChatGPT to improve the content after your writers do it. So those are the kind of things we can do to use these as tools, not the not the lazy person's way to just get the content as fast as possible. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm probably wrong about like half the things I said or more today, but <laughs> things are changing fast and it's pretty exciting to see the new iterations come out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Doug, so thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest. I'm always listening to your podcast and watching your YouTube. So I am very happy that I had you here. Thanks for spending this time with me and everyone. See you in the next episode. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks.